So on today's podcast, Bailey and I are going to recount a couple of things in our lives, and we're going to ask ourselves the question, if it would end the exact same way, if if we knew this is how it would end, this is how it would go, and we couldn't manipulate the situation to end differently, would we do it again? So I'm going to start with a real-life situation, um, and it was kind of a negative situation at the time. So I... Did my I moved to Columbus, Ohio. I did my mm-hmm. internship at Ohio State. So how I met Bailey, how we met all of our friends, whatever, blah, blah, blah. After that, I was like, well, I can't work for free for the rest of my life. So I had a job opportunity in Dayton at the Air Force Base. Um, I absolutely loved the people I worked with. Mm-hmm. I liked what I was doing, but I hated the military and the government atmosphere. Absolutely hated it. I don't know if I really knew that part of it. I mean, yeah. I know you didn't like it, but I Yeah. Go on. Yeah. yeah. So the people were really great cuz like one of my one of my best girlfriends, Ashley, mm. she that's how she and I met. Right. Um, my boss Molly was really awesome. Like a, a coworker Reggie really helped me out in a tough time in my life. Like that's how I met Jason. Yeah. Jason. I mean, isn't that how you met like Clint and so Clint, yeah, Clint I mean, was technically, like, yeah, and Clint yeah. was. I mean, these are all people who are like figureheads in my life now. Yeah, J- like Jason, Jason, come yeah. on. Um, and so, anyways, we, I absolutely love the people. Just working in the government and working in the military. I'm not going to say it's not for everybody because, but it's it's not for everybody. I think that's fair. Yeah, and it just, I. I'm not going to, like, gas myself and be like, I'm such a go-getter. But, like, things move so slowly, like, painfully slow. And you're constantly, like, people are always dragging their feet. And the government is so weird. There's one person to do one thing. And nobody else knows how to do it. And if that person goes yeah. on a two-month sabbatical and just doesn't touch their work, no one's really going to call them out on it. Things yeah. just move so slowly. So, and then there's always, like, the government shutdowns, and there's there's just all... the all, red tape, and... Yeah, there's all these things. Yeah. And so I didn't love that. And it got to the point where I was waking up at 4 a.m. for work, and I was at work by 5, and I was working all these ridiculous hours, and I had a counterpart, and I truthfully don't really feel like he was doing his share of the work. Right, like it was all on you. It was kind of. all on me, and... Part of that I really respected because my boss was, like, very laissez-faire, very hands-off, and she just really let me run and make things what I wanted them to be. And I felt like I did a good job. At the same time, I had been out of college for, like, six months. Yeah. I was like, what do I what do I know, uh, truthfully? Right. And so, um, but looking back, would I do it again? And there are times that, I mean, I there were days that I absolutely hated going to work. And I was such a jerk because I was like, I hate this place. Like, you can't get anything done. But in the end, I would totally do it again simply because of the people. And I think that's what a lot of things come down to, Mm -hmm. right, is the people. That's huge. Absolutely. It would be very hard to count those people out. I could never count Ashley out. I could never count Jason out. Right. What if we didn't have Jason? What if we didn't have Jason I don't even... Who would I be? I, who would not I anyone be? I want to know. <laughs> not a roommate I want to have. <laughs> wow. And so, 100%, I would do it... I would do it again for the people. 
but not any, not really the rest of it. No. Not, not professionally, really. I don't like More. research. And that was research. I don't like research. Um, I liked the organization of it all. I learned to be very organized. I learned how to write very professional emails. Yeah. I got to speak with, I mean, four-star generals. Right. And, like, really cool people. The people that were there were top level. Yeah. And I got to, I got to do a lot of traveling. I had never been to Texas. And it got to the point where, like, every other week I was in Texas. And I loved that. That's so cool. Staying right on the river walk and... There was a point where, oh my gosh, sidebar, there was a day where Ashley and I were both down there, and we had gone just very spur of the moment I needed Ashley, because Jason had left, and I was Mm -hmm. like, oh my god, I need somebody. So, we fly Ashley down, like, morning of, she buys a ticket and flies down. Like, just, the government's wild. They're like, yeah, hell yeah, do it. Like, it's weird. That's so cool. It's so cool. And so, we shared a hotel room, which is, like, really illegal for government workers, but we we were like best friends and so we're like really cares and we had like 36 hours before we actually had to do any work and she got into town at like 9 a.m and so we rented these bikes and we rode around san antonio just drinking our faces off and she was vegan at the time ashley was vegan for like four days and all four of those days were when we were in san antonio and so we were riding these dumb bikes around trying to find vegan vegan food and just chugging margs in the oh process like the absolute that was like one of the best days of that summer oh yeah truthfully and like we talk about that day all the time we're like oh my gosh remember and but I would do it all again just for like that day yeah that trip was so fun and we I mean we had to work really really hard for like 24 hours but right but <laughs> it's worth it worth it worth it do you oh have anything gosh. in your life like not relationship-wise. We're going to get there. Not relationship-wise. We're going to get there, but um, we're not there yet. Yeah, one thing that comes to mind, one thing that comes to mind is high school cheerleading. Oh high school gosh. sports. Yes. In general. And it's going to sound really lame because it's like I'm 25 years old, but it was a big, that was a big part of my life. Yeah. As I would assume high school sports is for anyone. Yeah. That takes it seriously. Yeah. Or is on a team that takes it seriously or like a very competitive, a competitive, a good, I mean, I hate to say it like that, but like a good, it's true team. It's true. Yeah. And that's one of those things where I think I had, I had a lot of sadness that was like wrapped up in that. Yeah. In a like non cliche way, because I wasn't the best on the team by any means. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was on the team Mm -hmm. and I had a very good team. Yeah. So I know I was good at, Parts of it. Yeah. And there was things I was good at and, you know, whatnot. But with that being said, it's hard, especially when you're 15, 16, not to compare yourself to your teammates and right. your best friends. Your best friends. And you know Leah. Who like, you to, know. They cheered at D1 school. Yeah. Like, my best friends, all, most of my best friends cheered in college. And a few of them cheered at D1 schools. Yeah. And other girls on my team cheered at, like, the best schools in the nation. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah. So... You know, it's hard. I'm, I'm yeah. stacking up against people that were very good. Yeah. And I know that. Like, and I knew that at the time. But it's hard when you're a senior and you have younger girls. Right. You know, in front of you. Things like that. Where, yeah. yes, you could say it's dumb. But when you're 16 years old and that's what you know and love, that's a big deal. And cheer is so interesting because it's so much a visual sport. 
Like how you, yeah. it's presentation, right? And so how you present yourself matters so much. And so of course you're going to compare yourself to the girls that are younger and have shinier hair and like they can do makeup oh, better yeah. and like all of that contributes. Because it's, like you said, it's it's not only the skills they can do, it's not only the athletic side of it right. and they can do skills that I can't or they can do things that I can't. But also part of it, part of cheerleading is, like you said, performing. Mm-hmm. Your smile and mm-hmm. how you look and how all en- of those things. How engaged are you How with engaged audience? are you with the audience? Yeah, all of those things. But I would do everything the exact same. Yeah. I really would. Yeah. I would not change it because I learned a lot of great things at that age that I don't think I was really getting in other aspects of my life, to be completely honest with you. Like what? Give me an example. So, and I don't, I mean, I'm just going to lay it out here on this yeah. podcast. Lay it like, out. whatever. It is, whoever's listening is going to hear it. Yeah. But, you know, I, I was very lucky raised with the parents that I have and the, the things that I had. And yeah. I felt like in cheerleading, I was not given things. Yeah. Like, I was not given, I, I wasn't just in the front to be in the front. Or, do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Whereas in other aspects of my life, I maybe was, like, given things or... Put in the spotlight because of wh- who you were raised by. Yeah. 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 Or, it, I just feel like high school sports taught me a lot of life lessons, like, how to handle, like, defeat or how yeah. to handle, like, rejection or how to handle trying really hard and people not really noticing that much or caring that much. And... Right. I have to say, with cheerleading, like, there's, I hate to be like, oh, there's a stigma out there. But, like, there was where, like, people don't think it's a sport. And, like, I think that was good for me Mm -hmm. to have some of those life lessons given that way. And, Mm -hmm. like, I cheered not even in high school. I mean, I cheered all growing up and in middle school and things like that. And, like, there were definitely times where, I mean, I hate to say the word adversity. But, like... There were times where there was people on the team I didn't like or I don't know. We had to do things we didn't want to do and that was a good lesson for me. And you have to stick it out because you're on a team and suck it up like you committed. Right. And the the thing about cheerleading too that I think is pretty unique and there are other sports like this of course. But in cheerleading we don't have subs. Like there's not other people to sub in. You don't get like taken out of the game. If someone gets hurt. You know, we don't have a base, and now our whole stunt group is You're left. reworking like, your routine. We're reworking. I mean, there were so many times where, I mean, in Florida, for one example, like, where we had to rework a whole entire routine, and we had paid thousands of dollars. I mean, we went to the Milk House. We were, like, they were showing us on ESPN. I mean, it was, like, a whole thing. Yeah. And you have to rework it four hours before because we don't have extra people. Yeah. Which I think is a really good lesson. It's very interesting. Cheers. is so, so unique in that aspect. Right. And... I think that, you know, looking back on it, are there things, and I know this isn't the conversation, but are there things I would change? Obviously, like, it's yeah. hard to say no. Right. Would I? Probably not. Could I, I? Like, are there things, like, yes. It wasn't, like, perfect for me by any right. means. It wasn't like, I was the best and yeah. life was so easy and yeah. everything I did was perfect. Well, and here's the thing that's interesting that you bring that up because hindsight is twenty twenty. And if I look back on all of these situations that I've gone through in my life that have been tough, are there things I would change? Yes. However, 
I would change them because I am who I am now. But who I was at that moment, like we go through situations that grow us and change us and challenge us and we become who we are now. And so now looking back, yeah, we might want to change. You might want to change how you, I don't know, handled a confrontation with somebody. But at the time, like you handled it as best as you knew how. Right. And like now looking back because you've grown from the situation, you now know how to handle future encounters. Right. And so like there's always going to be things we we would want to change in our past. And I've come to the acceptance of like you know, a lot of those things that we've gone through and that we've handled and like looking back we're like, "Ooh, yikes, handled that wrong." Like we only know we handled it wrong because we handled it how we did and we grew from the situation. Right. If you were to continue You're to, able to reflect on it. Yeah, and you're able from a place of maturity and growth. And there's always going to be things we want to change. Yeah. Should we, should we go into relationships? I think so cuz this might I, be a a long one or I don't know. Mm. Oh man, part 7 series. <sighs> oh man. Okay, let's chat. I'm going to start with yeah. my high school boyfriend. Please. My first, Please. first, first boyfriend. Who I... No, Logan Gabriel oh, Lundy. first, first, first... Okay, got it. Logan. Okay, Logan was one year older than me in school. I don't even remember how old I was. I knew I could drive because I drove to his house all the time. Okay. He lived like literally, I think, four minutes away. So nice. Got it. Um, he was... So, so sweet. We would lift all the time together. That's kind of like how we met. We would um, both do after school lifting. And um, his friend Josh was on the swim team and the water polo team with like Mm -hmm. my best friend at the time, Katie, with her boyfriend. So I met Logan through Josh. Okay. And um, so then I was like, Logan, like what sport do you play? Because I was obviously lifting for volleyball. And he was like, "I I don't do sports. Like I just lift. And he's like, I throw, okay. he's like, I throw discus, like whatever, but like, I really just lift cause I yeah. love it. And I was like, wait, what? So I'm a strength coach now. And I always say my love of, my love of lifting came from Logan Lundy. And he just like showed me how fun lifting could be. Yeah. And like, obviously we had a really great strength coach at our high school and blah, blah, blah. And all of that like plays into it too. But like, he just straight up loved lifting yeah. and I love lifting. And I always say it's cause look, anyways, so We started hanging out after lifts and, like, cooking meals together. And we would, like, walk back to his house after school because he lived across the street. And I learned so much from him. And then all of a sudden, like, we were dating. Yeah. And there comes a point in our relationship. And he's the happy-go-lucky. Everybody loves Logan. Always has a smile on his face. Like, real funny. There comes a point in time where I start to notice that, like, Logan only talks to me when he instigates the conversation. Like if I were to text him or call him out of the blue, there's a good chance he wouldn't answer. And so I'm kind of starting to feel like, hey, this is kind of weird. Like Like it's when it's it's, convenient for him. And not even that. It's like, it's almost like he panics if he's not ready to talk. Oh. And so I kind of start to explore this a little bit more, start trying, his mom is amazing. And... I start to kind of just put some feelers out and mind. I think at this time I'm 16. I think yeah. I had like had a birthday cause I remember it was winter and, um, there's one night that I really think something is wrong. 
And I drive to his house. Mm-hmm. And I walk in. Because I'm like, something's going on. And I go up to his room and he's not there. And so I go into the basement. And this is when I, I find out that Logan has a mental illness. Okay. I did not know up until this point. Okay. And so to this day, I don't know what that was. And I don't need to know. Um, but he was going through a lot. He had a lot of demons is what he told me that night. He said, I have a lot of demons. Mind you, he's like blackout drunk. Oh my god! He's like 17 years old, blackout drunk in his parents' basement. And like this whole situation is hurting my heart so bad. And I self-internalize. This is the mo- probably the most mature moment of my entire life. I like self-reflect in five seconds and I say... Hell no, I can't deal with this. Yeah. Like, I will support you in any way that I can, but, like, I can't... I No. I cannot bear this for you. I mean, you were 16 years old. 16. And at that point, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I could probably deal with it really well now, but, like, at that point in my life, I didn't know about the mental, his- mental health history of my own family. Yeah. Because my parents didn't talk about it, or don't really talk about it. So, um, I just was like, I don't think I can do this. And yeah. I, I literally looked at him and I said, I care so deeply for you. My heart is breaking. Like, we're both sobbing. And I was like, but I just don't, I just, I will stand by you, but I don't know if I can do that as your girlfriend. Like, I don't know if I can shoulder this, this responsibility as right. a 16 year old. Well, and that's so mature in its own, like, right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To be able to say that and to know. And at 16, I'm, like, shocked. So, he starts crying even more because he's like, does this mean that we're over? And I was like, it means that I'm no longer your girlfriend, but that doesn't mean that I'm not your friend. Like, I want to help see you through this in, a way, in any way that I can, but, like, I can't, I mean, I was 16. And yeah. to this day, like, there's still some guilt there. But, um, so I stand up and I, like, grab his face and I go to... I go to kiss his forehead and he tries to like kiss me yeah and I kiss his forehead and you just see like I could just see the the like heartbreak in his eyes yeah that that that, in that moment I didn't kiss him I kissed his forehead yeah and I and he like held my hands and he was like please don't leave me and I was like I and I, I looked at him and I said Logan I care too much to stay and so like I to, again, there's still guilt there, whatever. So, fast forward two years. Um, was This is my freshman year of college. And, mind you, Logan and I never really talked after that. Okay. His friends stopped being my friends. They yeah. stopped talking to me. People started ignoring me. Like, And I dated somebody else in high school after that. Yeah. And so, I... I don't know. I just kind of lost touch with all of them. And I thought it was just because Logan was, like, too cool, blah, 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 like, whatever, too hot shot. Like, and I never really told anybody about what was going on. Yeah. And I just kind of was sad all by myself about about the Logan situation because I I wanted to know if he was getting help, if he was healing and um, whatever, but nobody really wanted to talk to me about it. So mm. fast forward two years. Um it's like Christmas break, freshman year of college, so we're all home. It's mm-hmm. me and my friend Katie and then our friend Scott. We're all like 
drunk, passed out at Katie's parents' house. We wake up in the morning, and, like, me and Katie are in the bed, and Scott's on the floor, right? Scott's, like, our other lifting friend. Yeah. And we wake up because he, like, rips the blanket off of us, and he goes, do you guys remember Logan Lundy from high school? And Katie goes, yeah. And I'm in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, like, what happened? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And he goes, he died last <gasps> night in a car accident. And Katie goes, wait, no, 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 no. Not like Logan Lundy, like some other Logan, you know, like and Scott's like, no, like lifting Logan, like the Logan that we used to hang out in the weight room all the oh time with, like I don't lifting think I Logan. knew this. So Logan died. And to, I mean, obviously, like I never had closure with him. Like I never, I knew I, at the funeral, I didn't cry till the funeral. Like I was in such shock and like, yeah. I Because I just never knew if he was okay. And at the funeral, I talked to his mom, and she was like, he was getting help. He was doing really well. Like, he always held you in high regards. And I was like, well, that's obviously not what I'm thinking about right now. But she was like, you were such a light in his life, and he wouldn't have gotten help if you hadn't ended it with him. Like, that was kind of, like, a breaking point for him. Oh, like, I'm he, sure. Like, people are going to start leaving me in life unless yeah. I do something for myself. Like, and I even told him that night, like, it's not selfish if you need help. It's not. Like, yeah. and to this day, I stand by that. It's not selfish if you need help. Yeah. And Logan would do anything for anybody but wouldn't do anything for himself. And he was the most selfless person to this day that I've ever met. He was incredible. Incredible. And I think about him all the time. As, like, 17-year-old yeah. Logan, oh, my hot, yeah. ripped boyfriend, like, but more than that, just, like, the kind soul that he was. My parents, yeah. my parents loved him. The only boyfriend that, like, when we broke <laughs> that you've up, ever had, my parents really that loved. they loved. And so, I just, oh my god, wow. I hold him and his family in such high regards. And looking back at it, would I do, would I date Logan again if I knew that there was all the heartbreak and the question and... Yeah. 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 yeah, because those few months that we had where, like, in high school, you know that that's a long time. But oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. his friendship meant so much to me and who he was as, a, as like, a soul. Like, he was, he even said, he said, I, had, I have so many demons. And he was going through all of that and yet made the effort, the conscious effort every day to be there for other people. What a selfless wow. fucking dude. Wow. I just, yeah. honestly, to this day, I'm inspired by him. And so, yes, I would do it again. Yes, I am who I am, and I love what I love because of him. Oh, yeah. Because he introduced think about me. That. I literally think about him all the time, and it's probably unhealthy how much I think about him. But, like, he's ama- his, just who he was I as a person. would not say that's unhealthy. Yeah? I would say it's unhealthy if it is detrimental to your daily life. No, it's not. He's so just, I don't think ins- it's unhealthy. He's just if an he, inspiration. Yeah. If he's someone you think about and he's an inspiration and you're inspired by him, whatever, yeah. like, I think that's great. I don't he's think that's unhealthy. Just such a good dude. Such I'm going to have to see dude. a picture of him sometime. Oh my God. I'll pull up a picture. But you have yeah. to tell me, tell me about so a young touching. love. Tell me about a, a young boyfriend that you... <sighs> That I would do things over with? Or, or like, maybe, maybe not. Okay, I'm gonna, maybe, maybe not. You asked yourself the question at the end of the story. Yeah, um, I mean, we can talk about Ben or we can talk about Garrett, I guess. Start with Ben. <laughs> Which one Start do you want to talk about? Start with Ben. Uh, 
yeah, Ben was my first boyfriend that I, my first, like, real boyfriend yeah. that I, that I really liked and that, like, we really had something or whatever. Yeah. Um, and we started dating when I was a freshman and he was a junior. And I, I really think I would date him again. Oh my gosh, hold on. We're looking at a picture of Logan. So cute. So cute. So cute. He looks like someone I know. That's our friend Josh (gasps) who introduced us. I made this shirt. I made so many shirts in high school. Why did I do that? Oh my gosh, he's so cute. Isn't he so cute? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm going to message his mom. That's the type of guy that I would have been in love with and they wouldn't have looked at me twice at that age. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, keep going. Amazing. I know. I don't know. I don't want to get into, like, a whole in-depth, like, thing because it'll be boring to, like, people that don't. It's not boring, That don't know us. But, um, I dated Ben for, like, two years and he was older than me and it was really great in terms of he was my best friend. Yeah. And I really enjoyed, and I hate to say, like, I really enjoyed spending time with him because that sounds so stale and, like, so sterile and that's really not what it was. Like, the other day, 10 listen, the other day on the radio, they came on and they said the top three songs from this week, 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, no. And one of them was T.I., um, whatever you want. You, you can, can have, have whatever, whatever you, you want. Like. Yeah, whatever you like. Yeah. That's what it is. Sorry. I've had, like, three Whatever years. you want. You know what I mean. They were talking about it. It was the top song from 10 years ago and I realized in that moment that it's been exactly 10 years since this one this is gonna sound so lame but this like pivotal point in our relationship we it was my freshman year and I wasn't cheering varsity because I was a freshman yeah and so that was like the one year that I had Friday night football games that I could go to them instead of, oh, like, yeah. cheering them. Yeah. And so I went with Ben and to most of the football games. And there was one, and I can't believe I remember this, but we played Amanda Clear Creek, which isn't going to mean anything to anyone, but I specifically remember the game. Yeah. And he had subs in his car, and that was my favorite <laughs> song. And we would just, I mean, bang to that song. Yeah. Like, imagine that was subs in the car. And, like, I was 15 I was, like, thinking I was so cool, like, riding to this game. You're and like, like, rolling up with your hand out the window. Oh, like, my gosh. You can have whatever you like. <laughs> yeah. And I heard that ten years ago. Mm. And... I put that on way too many playlists for it to be ten years old. Oh, I still listen to it. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, it, it still is really good. But, I don't know, it's one of those, like, first love relationships. Yeah. Right? Everybody has those. Yeah. I mean... We did not sleep together. Right. But. I never slept with Logan. Right. But that's I'm, okay. I mean, yeah. you still. It, it's such as a pivotal moment in your life. It doesn't matter if you, like, would you, should I ask? Would you. You can ask me whatever. Would you. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah. Would you date Ben again? With knowing how it turns out and knowing. So, okay, let's, before you answer that, tell us how it ended. Okay, so. He had decided where he was going to go to college. Yeah. And it was very near our hometown. So, and this is all from my memory. Did I mean, he go this to was. Ohio State? No, he was going to go to Capitol. Oh. So this was like the summer that he had like accepted going to Capitol. He had like paid, like he yeah. was going to start there in the fall. Yeah. Whatever. Um, is he one or two years older than us? 
the new two year. years. Do so he, they two. were junior day. I mean, him and his friends, like, whatever. Yeah. They were juniors when I was a freshman. Okay. But he's young for his age. Yeah. So, like, I met him when I was 14. I was 14 as a freshman because I'm young for my grade. Yeah. But he's young for his grade. So, I was 14 and he was 16. Yeah. And then when we actually started dating, whatever. Yeah. Like, two years apart. Um, It ended... I, I don't remember if something happened to make me realize this, but... I realized that it, it, uh, he was just in a different place than I was. Like, he was going to college, and I think I just, yeah, uh, we had been dating for two years, and I, I can't, I don't remember if, like, something specific happened, but I just remember feeling like it was time yeah. that we, like, experienced other things. Yeah, you'd run, it had run its course. It had course. run its course at the time. Yeah. I, I was really young when we started dating so yeah. I, I think and I hate to say that like it's I'm not trying to say I outgrew him or it was anything time, like that it, it was, was time just to move on I was like 16 yeah in between 16 and 17 and, and like he was, he was going to college right and you had two years of high school left right like it's no it's one thing when you're a year apart but when you're two years apart and someone's going to college like that's being a sophomore in college and going to your high school senior prom because your girlfriend oh, yeah. is still in high school. Oh, yeah. That's weird. Yeah. That's so weird. Can you imagine yeah, being Yeah, he would have been a sophomore in college going to my senior prom. Can you imagine being a sophomore in college and going to a senior prom? No. Hell no. no Absolutely no, no. not. Not at all. Nope. So, um, I broke up with him and, like, the only things I really remember... I don't remember what I said. It's okay. I don't remember what I did. I remember he was cried on the floor... Like, it was bad. It was, and I was crying, obviously. And, like, it was a whole, I mean, no one wants to, like, hurt somebody else that they care about, obviously. Like, it's not like I didn't like him or. So you were heartbroken after that? Yeah, I was heartbroken after that. I feel like I've been on the breaking up end. Of every relationship I've had, I've broken up with the person. Okay. Doesn't mean I haven't been hurt or have been hooking up with guys that screwed me over or. Right. There have been exes that I've kept up with that screwed me over. So, yeah. not to say that that didn't happen, but my boyfriends, like the people that I... Was in a long-term relationship with? I've been the one to break up with them. Always? Always. Really? Well, I've only had three. I've had three if you count high school boyfriends, which I'm going to. That's what, yeah, counting Ben is three for me. I've broken up with two. And one of the the one I got broken up with, it was so out of the blue. Oh my god, it was so out of the blue. I sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. I, I like remember sitting in his car. I was at my friend's house and he like showed up at my friend's house and was like, Hey, can we chat? And I was like, sure. We like went out to his car. Freaking Tyler. And he oh, we sit god. in his like in his car and he's like, Oh, we're like bring like he was nice about it and I just remember crying because I was like and then at one point I was crying so hard because I couldn't even form a sentence. So I was like kind of crying, laughing at myself because I yeah. was like, this is so out of the blue that I'm acting like a fool right now because I couldn't form a sentence. I yeah. could not speak. I could not speak. I didn't go home for like a week. My mom was like, where are you? I'm like, Katie's. Like I'm at Katie's mom. Like leave me alone. And it was like me, Katie and Bethany. We just like sat and like, I did that too. Drank wine and ate pizza for like a week. I did that when Garrett broke up with me. Okay, so Garrett, you just said that you always have been the one. You're such a lying liar. Okay, okay. 
to be fair, God, this is so complicated. To be fair, the very first time we dated, we dated for a month. We started dating in January. He asked me to be his girlfriend, and then he broke up with me the night before Valentine's Day. Rude. So we dated for literally less than a month. Yeah. And broke up with me the night before Valentine's Day. Wouldn't look at me as he was breaking up with me. Rude. Sat on the couch and looked at the TV, and I was, like, looking at him. <laughs> and he would not make eye contact with me. Oh, no. And he broke up with me, and... I was so upset. I went, again, same thing. I went to all my girlfriends. Like, I went to Olivia's house for, like, a couple hours. And then I went to Brooklyn's house. And Brooklyn's mom is, like, really cool. We yeah. were, like, really close. And yeah. so I called my parents and was like, I'm staying at Brooklyn's house. Spent the night at her house. She got up and went to school. I stayed. It was Valentine's Day, like, when we woke up. Yeah. I stayed at her house. And her mom was off that day because she's a nurse. She made me heart-shaped pancakes. Oh. And we, like, watched TV in the morning. And then Brooklyn came home at lunch. And we, like all hung out but I guess in my mind I kind of forget I kind of forgot about that because then Garrett and I dated for like two years like yeah. after that we dated and then yeah. that's when I broke up with him I mean just to like kind of go back on this we're gonna get into the Garrett thing in one second but I want to ask you if you knew Ben would end how it is or how it has would you date Ben again would I date him now or would no, I date him no back? would you would you do it again? Oh my gosh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. Like, I... So when we started dating, I really was not that confident. Like, yeah. uh, okay. We met because I... Um, during my study hall my freshman year, I would go to the library. So my mom's a librarian. I would go to the library and do a couple things. I would read books that I didn't check out. Like, yeah. for whatever reason, I would, like, get a book off the shelf and, like read three chapters and put it back and then like the next day get the same book out and like read the next chapters what? I I just like the library I, I don't know yeah um and then I would also do this thing where I would walk around and try to find the books that hadn't been checked out hmm. in the longest like I would go through and try to find books that hadn't been checked out since like 1985 like I just spent my time in the library That's like so cool yeah because I was like no one has checked this book out like I might have been the first person 20 years and 20 years whatever I would find books that like my mom's name was in or something from like the 80s like fun things so cool. so I was reading a book sitting at a table and there was a some kind of social studies class I forget exactly what maybe a government class and Ben was in it and he was sitting at like the table beside ours and he was sitting with like a group of his guy friends and they were throwing like little pieces of paper at me. Like I was reading and they would like wad up little pieces of paper and like throw it at me. What? Yeah. Rude. And actually the guy that was doing that ended up like dying in a car accident and he was like this great guy. Like it was very sad. So like I think yeah. back on that and I'm like I met Ben because of that that kid yeah. who like ended up dying. So it, it was, like, a nice story or whatever. And that was still the time when we talked on, like, AIM. Oh, my God, AIM. Yeah, AIM. I'll be on AIM at 7. So I got yeah. his screen name or whatever, and we would talk on there, and we would, like, wait to get on there. And I – it was really nice because his friends got close with my friends, like, Leah. Yeah. And um, Nick. Well, that was when – Leah's a year, yeah, she's your age. Yeah. So, like, when she was a freshman, I was a sophomore, they were seniors, and it was really fun, and and I hate to say I don't want to make it sound like, oh, I would only do that again because it was fun, 
No, there was things I learned from it, and yeah. there was, like, hard times and everything. It, it was wasn't like, all sunshine, but... Great time in your life. And I felt like I really learned a lot from that relationship with him. Like, we went on vacation together. I mean, yeah. I was 15, and we went on vacation with his family, and we stayed in the same room. Like, what? we stayed in the same bed. And my parents knew. I told my parents. What? Yeah, because I was. we weren't sleeping together, though. Like... Having sex. Yeah. You were you did not have sex with them. No. That is And we were just honest with everybody and we were like so they let us sleep in the same room. What? I know. I that teen shocks me. I know. And I think it's because of who he was. Like my parents really trusted him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. My parents are very big into that where it de- it was totally dependent on how they viewed that person. Yeah. And the relationship they had. And yeah, I remember telling my parents and they were like, Okay. That's fine. What? Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I would. I I would date him again. I would do that again. Um, I obviously don't like anyone getting hurt. Yeah. But there's no real way around that, I think. There's no real way around anyone in this world not getting hurt. Yeah. I mean, if we treat people the way we want to be treated, even to some people, how we are okay being treated is hurtful. Right. Some people treat it like they say things to us that are sarcastic or whatever, but that's hurtful to other people. Yeah. So, like, there's no way to go through life and not get hurt. And wouldn't it be more hurtful, couldn't you argue, that wouldn't it be more hurtful to stay in a relationship that you're not 100% about? Yes. Oh, my God. Right? Yes. Yes. So, I'm like, I would rather break up with him now, I guess. I I'm gonna No, I'm going to segue off of that, like, staying in a relationship, and we're going to talk about my most recent ex. Because that's the greatest thing. Because when I broke up with him, I don't break up with people if I'm not sure if I want to be with them. I, yeah. break, I break up with people when I'm 100% done. Like, mm-hmm. there is no getting back together for me. Once yeah. I break up, I'm it's done. And yeah. my last boyfriend, like, we went on a break for a couple of weeks. And I think it was two weeks. And during that time, we did not talk. And it was the most refreshing saving two weeks of my life. Like I, yeah. during those two weeks, I remember just every morning waking up and, and literally saying to myself, I am free. And so when I, and when I broke up with him at one point, he tried to like get back together. And I was like, well, you can come visit me, but like you, you're going to spend money flying out yeah. here and blah, blah, blah. We didn't even, I made him sleep on the couch every night and like whatever. And he ended up coming and trying to like win me back. But I was like, I'm like done dude like sorry I'm I'm done and no I just breaking up with people is so finite for me it's so final it's so interesting because I have not had that experience really yeah but I want you I mean we're talking about we're gonna talk about Robert Robert. okay I was like can we say his name we can say his name because he'll never even though I have a podcast because I've blocked everything yeah so um we met Valentine's Day of my junior year of college, he went to Kansas State. I went to University of Nebraska. They're about two hours away. And he was dating a girl at University of Nebraska. She was on the volleyball team. I don't remember her name. She was so, so sweet. She had super curly hair, and she was amazing. And I had met her at a ton of baseball parties. We were really good friends at the baseball house. So Robert, his best friend Joe, dated my roommate Lexi. So Joe, okay. and, Joe yeah. and Lexi and then Robert and this other girl, they had, like, gone out to dinner and a movie, and they were, like, back at our house 
having drinks, whatever. I come home from work. I was a waitress at the time. I come home pretty late. Everyone's kind of, everyone's kind of drunk. And I just remember seeing Robert and being like, tall, dark, and handsome, Italian. I only yeah. dated Italians. Like, up to that point in my life, I had only dated Italians. And I was like, that is so my type. And he was real funny, like, whatever. Um, but he was dating somebody else. Not yeah, big, yeah, yeah. Not a big deal. I was, like, kind of dating somebody else at the time, too. So, um, fast forward, like, maybe three months. He and I started talking somehow. I honestly don't remember how. We just started texting. Yeah. Um, but Lexi and I went down to Kansas State for the weekend. And Robert and I just really hit it off. Like, really hit it off. Um, a week later, we went back to Kansas State. We went to Kansas State the weekend before finals. We were like, you know oh. what? Frick it. Yeah. <laughs> just frick it. Frick it. We're going to go to K-State and we're just going to party and go off-roading and yeah. sit on the sit in the ravine and drink beer and hang out with these hot guys. And so <laughs> Robert's not hot. Why am I saying that? So we we go down there whatever blah blah blah. The next week, I'm like moving home to Michigan for the summer and he's moving to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mind you, those places are like 18 hours away. Yeah. And I remember calling him up, and I remember being like, I don't want you hanging out with anybody else. I don't want you, like, talking to other girls or picking girls up in bars. Like, we're either going to be um, exclusive or we're ending it. Yeah. And either one's cool with me, but I want you to know, like, that's where my head's at. And I've always had the philosophy of, like, no no games. I'm not yeah. going to play games if I want to hang out with you. I'm going to say so. If I like you, I'm going to tell you, like... I'm just very straightforward in dating. And so he was like, yep, that's very cool. And I was like, awesome. So we went the whole summer, blah, 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 came back to school, told each other we loved each other before we even were official. The next day yeah. he was like, will you be my girlfriend? I was like, well, I'm in love with you, so yeah, like, it's fine. Yeah. And um, we dated for two and a half years. And the first year was super great, real nice, came and met my family, my um, Parents loved him. He and my best friend since I was, like, five. Him and Bethany, like, didn't yeah. get along. And I was, I, like, lost sleep over that. Because I was like, yeah. oh, my God, like, I, I need her to love him. I, I need that. Oh, and no. she didn't. And so, to this day, I'm like, wow, that was the biggest red flag. Yeah. Um, about a year in, his grandpa died. And by his grandpa, I mean, like, his papa, like, his Italian grandpa. Yeah. And his papa lived, like, five minutes from him. So he was a guy that he grew up seeing two, three days a week. Yeah. Very, very influential person in his life. And so he took on a lot of responsibility in the family business and X, Y, and Z. And going going forward, he just started to, like, not be a person. He wasn't able yeah. to process his feelings. He... Um, felt pressure where there really was nobody putting pressure on him. And yeah. he just took on a lot, of, a lot of responsibility. And I can kind of always pin it back to, like, his papa dying being, like, the turning the point for him. Right. The, like, like time. Yeah, yeah. Like, the trigger for him. And it just – and I'm going to say it because I don't really feel bad saying this because this is fact. Because of that, he started becoming his father. Yeah. His dad. And his papa was his mom's dad. And so his dad was, like, different blood. Yeah. And when his papa died, he started becoming his dad. And his dad was mean to his mom. Yeah. He was just disrespectful 
and Robert was saying things to me, and, like, he even told me, like, no woman in my life will ever be more important to me than my mom. And, like, if you're looking to marry somebody and have a family with them, don't you think your wife is more important than your mother? Yeah. Like, even yeah, if yeah. you're not religious. No, 100%. Like, that's how it should You're marrying your wife, not your mom, right? And so... He would, like, his mom didn't really like me, and she would kind of say things here and there, and he would, like, side with his mom. And so I was like, nobody's freaking sticking up for me. You're treating me like trash. Yeah. You're manipulative. You're emotionally and physically, uh, emotionally and mentally abusive. Like, I just, no. No, that's not healthy no. in the least. Not at all. So after, like, a year and a half of that shit, he even, Bailey, are you ready for this? No. On our two-year anniversary... He did not tell me he loved me. He was so mad at me about something. I can't even, can't even tell you what. He did not even tell me he loved me. Uh, words of affirmation is my love language. Yeah. I only feel love if In you tell me. years. You I only feel love if you tell me. Yeah. And he did not say that. Didn't, no, nothing. Didn't even, I was like, happy two years. He was like, yep, it's been a long two years or some shit like that. Like, so... Anyways, after like two That's and a half years, I, oh my God, I'm ridiculous. So my friend from college, she was visiting me in Columbus because I lived in Columbus at the time. And she came out and visited and I was just like, hey, here's what's going on. Like, I can't do this anymore. So we went on a break. Two weeks later, I ended up breaking up with him. Did he take it like normally? Or he, like what? He was so sad. I've seen, okay, before we broke up, I saw him cry once ever. The next time I saw him really cry was when I broke up with him. And he was like, I just don't understand why you're doing this. Like, I love you and blah, blah, blah. And up to this point, he hasn't told me he loved me in like three months. And I literally remember, it was over FaceTime because he lived in Minneapolis at yeah. the time. And I just remember like shouting at him over FaceTime like, I'm miserable. You're manipulative. You're abusive. You're the worst person Thank I've God ever met. You like, say those things. I literally you need just, to say, yeah. I trashed his life. And I. To this, and I felt guilt about that for a long time, but I'm like, that well, is you, the only way I've had closure. You needed to get it out. He, I was miserable, and he was like, I'm so sad, and I, he's like, how are you not crying? Like, how are you not sad? And I literally told him, I said, I've been sad for a year and a half. Because I've been because feeling I've, this yes. for a long time. I said, I've been sad for a year and a half. I'm over being sad. This is the time in my life where I'm going to be happy. Yeah, and I'm going to do something about and it. And I'm going to do something about it. I'm done being sad. I I break up with him, and yeah. I literally have been living my life ever since. I have not looked back. I have not been sad. When my grandma, who was, like, my favorite person alive, when she passed away, he was like, I'll be there for you, blah, blah, blah. And in that moment, I felt sick to my stomach. I was, like, the last person on earth that I want at my grandma's funeral with me is your dumbass. <laughs> I want nothing yeah. to do with you. Nothing. And so, honestly, that makes me so happy to hear that. I just, over it. Over it. Because that's hard. Like, yeah. that doesn't come around very often. Mm -mm. To have that, like, final, like, And I think that's line. really, like, how I am in dating. Like, I get to a point where I give you chance after chance after chance, but I reach a point where I'm just like, hell no. Done. Yeah. Bye. You're annoying. You're weird. You're petty. You're disgusting. You're creepy. Like, bye. Like, I get to that point, 
And once I get to that point, there's no going back for me. But, like, it takes me a lot to get there. Once I get there, I'm sorry, Donna. Yeah. No. Would I do it again? Yeah, would you do it again? Hell no. No, you wouldn't. Hell no. I would not. Because I was such a bitch in college. And a huge reason of that is because I dated him. And I was in this, like, closed-circuited mind. Like, he is so... Not that there's anything wrong with being a Republican, but he is so, like, conservative. He, he is Donald Trump's biggest fan. And he is so, like, I was raised Catholic, but he's not Catholic. Yeah. And he's so, like, judgmental and racist. Oh, my God. Racist. I, I, oh, my God. That's ridiculous. I would, I would not date him again. I, I would not, if I knew it would end how it would end, I wouldn't do it. Because, A, I don't think I'd be such a bitch in college if I hadn't dated him. And, B, I think I would have realized what I've learned from that relationship without dating him. Oh, here's here's what I've learned from that relationship. You don't need to date a guy that's manipulative. You're, number two, you're worth something. Yeah. Number three, you can be something without a guy. Number four, um, you don't need to stay with a guy who's abusive. Yeah. Whether that's mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever it may be, you don't need to be with that person. Yeah. Like, those are things that you're going to learn or that should be common knowledge. I didn't need to date him to realize that. Yeah. I didn't need to date him to realize that, like, I have ambition in life and I'm not going to settle on somebody whose ambition doesn't match mine like he was to the point where I was like hey I'm gonna make a move for my career and he literally told me I will never make a move for your career mine is more important he literally told me his career was more important because when I Bailey you're gonna love this because when we got married and I had babies he was going to be the one working. First of all, do you know me at all? I, A, number oh one. Oh, my God. Not having kids. Not having kids. Number two, don't Not really want to get married. <laughs> so, like, I just these things, and I compromise so much of myself. And I'm going to fast forward. We just talked about this the other day, and you're just starting Grey's Anatomy. But we're going to fast forward to my favorite monologue of the entire series where Christina, Christina says, Burke, you want to know about Burke? Burke took things from me so slowly over time that I didn't realize they were gone. And yeah. one day I woke up and I didn't know who I was. That's how Robert was. He was so manipulative and controlling that one day I woke up and I was like, I don't, I don't like myself. I yeah. truly can't stand, like, I am the kind of person that I hate to be around. But here I, and that's me. Yeah. And so, like, he took things from me, from me and he... I was this totally different person because I felt like he was my only chance at love that like I needed to say I wanted to get married and say I wanted to have kids to be loved and to, yeah. you don't, oh my God, you don't, you totally don't. I would I, truly looking, I would not date him. He like, is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. The absolute worst. And I get, I rate about it every time yeah. I think about it. Yeah. He's he sucks. fucking bad. He sucks. And he sucks. In every way, shape, he, and form. The worst. I loved our dog. But he sucks. He also oh, raised dog. our dog really poorly. And she's, like, fat now. Which is sad. 
and I think mean, but well, yeah, yeah, super mean. But I don't know. I I wouldn't do it again. Would not do it again. In in a, I truly wasted time. And I always say it's not wasted time if you're enjoying yourself <laughs> or if en- you're learning something. Didn't enjoy myself. And yeah. the things I learned from that relationship, I knew before that relationship, and I somehow lost along the way. No way. No fucking way. Robert. Robert. The s- sorry, scum of the earth. Don't care if he's listening. Don't care. Don't care. Truly the worst person I've ever met. And you know what? I dated him. Yeah. I, he even told me, you know me better than anyone's ever known me. And I'm like, well, not a lot of good things to learn. Well, I don't want to know. Don't want to know. So, do you Uh, have any relationship in your life that was, like, defining, whether it be good or bad? I mean, (laughs) I mean, yes. (laughs) Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I can, I'll talk about it. I think, so I, I dated a boy named Garrett for five years. It was on and off. It was one of those things that was, it's hard to tell what's dating and what's not dating. It's a very loose term. Loose term. Um, for like five years. And I think the issue is that those five years were over a span of time that was really influential in my life. I was 17 to 21-ish. The things I learned and the relationship skills I learned and the coping mechanisms and the habits and all of those things were really... My mind was really impressionable. Yeah. And so the things that happened in that relationship have really impacted how I act yeah. And how I've viewed future relationships and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I think I would do it again. Would you? I think I would. I mean, again, that's a really hard question to answer because yeah. there's it's so easy a to lot of factors. About Robert, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. But if it's not easy, if it's not an easy no... I think it's a yes, I would do it again. Right. That's where, yeah. If it's yeah. not an easy no, the only other option is, yes. is a yes, I would do it again. Because I don't want to pull a maybe. Right. And it's an influence, and like you said, it's a, it was an influential time in your life. And if you learned so much about yourself that's helped make you the wonderful person you are today, like, I would say yes, do it again. But also, has it given me such bad habits what bad and habits do you think that that relationship has given you? Give me one example. Oh my gosh. Ter- I'm terrible at communication. I am terrified of having hard conversations. And not just with boys or like relationships, but with like people in my life. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That, the time that, I, I can think of a, a few times, but like there were a couple times in my relationship where he was walking away from me. And we're just going to get deep into it. If he Let's hears say. this like... Frick it. Do you think but like, <laughs> do you think any of our exes are going to listen to this shit? No. no. Go. Uh, there were a few times where, like, he was walking away from me, and I was like, please don't leave me. Right. And he left me. Yeah. Or there would be times where I'd be crying in his bed, begging him to talk to me, and he would turn physically roll over on his back and go to bed. Go. Times where he would not look me in the eyes but break my heart. Like, physically would not yeah. look at me, and yeah. I'd be like, please look at me. Like... Time, there was so many things, especially at that, like, again, impressionable age. Yeah. 
and not just things he did to me, but the the way our relationship unfolded the and interaction. choices I made and cho- the interaction that really were not good. Like yeah. I, I, so that's why I look back on it and I can't be like, I would a hundred percent do it again. Cause I learned all these great things, which is like, yeah, I did. But it yeah. also, I feel like gave me some bad habits where I would rather, I'm terrified of confrontation. Yeah. It gives me so much anxiety. I can't yeah, it do does. it. Yeah. I have felt rejection so strongly that I'm not even going to put myself out there. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. I mean, there, like, this is stupid, but there was one time when we were hanging out and he played travel baseball and he had a tournament and I came to his tournament with a friend of mine and I was so excited to be there and yeah. I thought I looked cute and like all these things and it was rained out and so I left and he texted me and was like please don't come back like all the guys what? in the dugout are like making fun of me that I have a girl here like please <gasps> don't come back what and I just was like okay no problem because so many times in our relationship I would like be fine with it and I was the cool girl and I was like no problem I'll park in your garage so the girl you're trying to sleep with doesn't see my car in your driveway I'll sneak out of your back door so the girl you're trying to sleep with doesn't see me leaving your house. Like, change my name in your phone. Like, all these things because I was the cool girl or I was, like, fine with it, whatever. But like, And it's really damaging. It's really damaging. And so I think that that plays into my relationships now and how I act now. And so it's kind of hard to be like, oh, I would 100% do that again because... Yeah, it was... It was What would it be like if I didn't? But at the same time... Do you think we would learn these lessons? And not to get, like, spiritual and deep, but do you think we would learn these lessons that we've learned from these, like, really... I'm going to say toxic relationships in our life one way or another? Like, do you think we would realize these things? Or we would learn I don't these know. I don't either. I don't know. I'm leaning towards no on my end. Okay. I would say that you wouldn't have learned what you're calling bad habits, I think that was very much determinant on Garrett. Yeah. No, I agree. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. Is it a good thing that I've learned those things or a bad thing? I I think, I think that one day though, you're just going to meet somebody that you're like way, way too into talking to, to be bad at communication. Like, for you, yeah. I think that's what it's going to take. Is It's going to take somebody who you're just so freaking intrigued by that you're going to be like, I, I want to text them. I want to yeah. call them after work. I want to get to see – I want to see them on Friday evening for dinner, and I want to grab brunch on Sunday. Like, you're going to be so fascinated by somebody that being yeah. bad at communication isn't an option. Yeah, and I, know, I that, know, but I sometimes I wonder – the like the people that I don't answer on mm-hmm. like hinge mm-hmm. or the people that like I run away from when they try to talk to me or the people that I'm you're like I am not gonna make make eye contact with you in any way shape or form even though I think you're cute yeah I'm like that's are those unhealthy behaviors due to past relationships and if so if I wouldn't have done that would I be better off which I know isn't the question but like right um no, I don't that's know. tough though. And I think I also I really truly 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 believe that there is not necessarily one person for everybody, but I think that there's somebody or a multiple somebodies out there that 
are going to be able to break down those walls and notice those restrictions that you have or those limitations that you have and they're going to be able to bust through them because they're like you know what Bailey I know that you're better than that and I see that you're hurt and I see that this is the wall you've built due to that situation but I'm not scared of that wall and I'm here to take it down brick by brick yeah and I'm here to persevere and I'm here to push through and I'm here to get to know you for who you are and I think that there are people out there regardless of what your wall is that want to stick with it and see you through. And so, like, yeah, does that make sense? No, like, I know. Can I tell you an analogy yeah. that my therapist told me once that has, like, always stuck with me? Yeah. So, yes, I started seeing a therapist because of the Gary situation and some other things that, like, were going on in my life when I was, like, 20. Yeah. And I was so... Something that I focused on so much with Garrett was if I was looking at the evidence of if I loved him or not because my therapist was so concerned with is this a healthy love like what is love yeah you have an unhealthy view of love yeah these things because I would say I love him and in my mind that trumps everything everything else. else yep and so she gave me this analogy and she was like okay let's say that you're in a deep hole you're living in this hole and someone comes over you have no food Someone comes over every day and they dangle a carrot, one singular carrot, down in front of you. Yeah. Who would you most likely look forward to seeing every day? That person, obviously. Yeah. And she was like, that's what he's doing to you. And in a broader scheme. Yep. That's a hallmark of abusive relationships is somebody who gives you a little bit Mm -hmm. and they keep you on the line. They give you just enough to keep you coming back. Yep. They're not giving you what you need. Mm -hmm. They're trying to string you along. And she was like a healthy relationship is somebody that would come along and put a ladder down in the hole and they would help you get out. They wouldn't pull you out because it's up to you to get the help you need to lift yourself out. It's, You can't look to somebody else to be like, you're going to fix who I am as a person. Right. But they would help you get out of that place instead of, I'm going to dangle a carrot in front of you and then I'm going to leave. And you're going to wait for me right here. You're going to depend on me. And then you're going to depend on me. And then when I'm ready to come back around. Yep. I'll be back around. Which has always stuck with me. powerful. Yeah. So I always try to tell girls that that are in a similar, like, situation or whatever. Yeah. Because that really made sense to me. Yeah. I remember you telling that to a drunk girl at a bar one time. and <laughs> I'm like, do you want to hear what my therapist says? <laughs> no, but I love it because, like, it's so true. Like, we just, we, not even as women, I think men do it too. But, like, we become so dependent on one person because of, one particular feeling that they... And we love that person. I'm yes. waiting for them to bring their carrot. They come every day. Yes. They're feeding me. I love them. But yeah. when you look at the bigger picture, that's not what it is. No. And you stick with people through things because they're working through things. And that's a beautiful thing in and of itself. But, like, the place I got to with Robert and Logan was mm-hmm. that I have done... For you, everything that I am capable of doing. 
and I cannot do any more. And in the case of Logan, like, I hadn't personally been damaged. But, like, in the case of Robert, I was a freaking mess, garbage pile of shit of a human being. Like, I was so broken. Yeah. And to this day, I would say, it's been almost two years, and I would say that I'm, like, not even completely healed because I have such a tainted view of what a relationship is. Yeah. Because he dangled the carrot in front of me, and now I'm like, well, this isn't healthy, like, and everything. He was my first, he was my, like, I guess you could say only, like, quote, real relationship, like, my only non-high school relationship. Yeah. And in the real world, with real jobs and school, like, all that. And it's just, I have such this, such a distorted view of what a healthy relationship is because of that. Did he take your virginity? Yeah. Yeah, Garrett took my virginity. In a very, so people always tell me that has something good, to very do with not it. Good but. way. Well, okay, people always say that, but and we're gonna, I'm gonna say this as a blanket statement. I have found so much freedom and so much self definement in sex since that relationship. Yeah. I I was so. That relationship was so toxic in so many ways, and the physical part of it, in and of itself, was, if I were to, it was disgusting. Yeah. Like, manipulative and abusive. Just, I don't even want to get started on that, because that is way too private. And so, after that relationship, I just was like, I can be who I want, I can feel what I want, I can experience what I want, I can... With whoever, with whomever I want. Right, right. And that, that in and of itself was so freeing. The fact that I didn't have to sleep with that guy for the rest of my life. Oh my gosh, yeah. Set me free. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah. This is deep. And this is really invasive in my life. And I've only told like two people ever, but... I have not slept with somebody that I truly care about since Robert. And I'm going to argue that I never truly cared about Robert. Yeah. And that I was manipulated about. Yeah, no, for sure. So you maybe have never slept with somebody that you, like, truly were in love with. Correct. And the last guy I told that to, he disappeared very quickly. Yeah. (laughs) Did he pass the bar? Did he not pass the bar? Is he a lawyer? We will never know. We will never know. But he yeah, I don't know. Real quick after that statement, it it's hard for me to just totally discount the time I had with Garrett. Yeah, I mean, even though I have a paper that says it was abusive, and I'm supposed to like take it to every therapist I ever have, and it's like, yeah, I don't know something, which and, is hard. And I know that from a professional standpoint, if somebody's like, this was an abusive relationship, that should like mean something, and it does. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like there is like a lot of good times and Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. I can't really on name and off a lot, and but that goes to show how such significant portions of our life like we hope to redo or we hope to just completely forget and move on. Like there are times that I feel like There, I'm not even joking, large amounts of my life that I have blacked out because I'm like, I don't want to remember that. 
Yeah. Like, there are months in my life where I remember, like, oh, yeah, that summer I was really sad because of X, Y, and Z, and I did this because... I can't remember what it was from or why, but I'm like, I've blacked out what our me and Robert's correspondence was because I just want to fucking move on. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to remember that. I don't, I, I don't need that consistent reminder. And it's almost like my mind is doing me a favor and just blacking it out. Yeah. Like, I don't. Because I don't need to go there anymore. And that's okay. And I'm very yeah. happy about that. I'm very happy yeah, about yeah. that. But No, 100%. There are things that we would do, and there are things that we would not do again. And I, yeah. I just hope that we can learn from these things, and we can say, in the future, we're going we're gonna to see every opportunity as an opportunity to learn. Yeah. And we're going to make every day a day that we would say we would do again. Would you agree? I would agree. I might be kind of hard. It but might I be would kind agree. of hard. But like at the same time, we always say, you know, we said 2020 is, or hindsight is 2020. Yeah. And at this point in our lives, what, where you're 25, I'm almost 25. Like, yeah. we should hopefully, quote, hopefully <laughs> know enough in our lives to say, I'm going to make better conscious choices. I'm going to handle situations. I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm going to. So in the future, all I'm saying is I hope moving forward we make decisions that we're really proud of. Yeah. And that we would choose to do again and again. Not even if they don't end up what we thought they would. Right. Hopefully we learn something from it that we would say it's I wouldn't, worth it. It's yeah. worth it. I wouldn't have learned this without it. So Yeah. Bailey, cheers. I agree. Oh, cheers. cheers. We both have empty beer glasses. We're going to have to have another one. But yeah. <laughs> thank you for being on my podcast. I really appreciate you. Bye, friends. Bye, friends. <laughs> Amazing. Make good choices today. Make good choices tomorrow. But overall, learn from everything you do. It's the most important part of life. So thank you for joining us. Have a good rest of your night.